Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Yurko, two things real quick before we talk about the Bulls last night, the Joe Missoula stuff, I want to play that. I have to apologize for two things. All right, I'm ready for it. One, I made a mistake in my uh, notes yesterday. I I, I just, it was a typo. Transposed. Because I went back and I looked at my handwritten notes and the number was right. And then I typed it incorrectly on my notes for the show. And Waddle was the one who caught it. I incorrectly said yesterday, it's my fault, that Justin Fields has 49 turnovers in 35 games. That's a lot. It's 40 turnovers. Ah. I gave him nine extra. That's my fault. That's a lot. I went back and I had it right in my notes. I hit a nine instead of a zero on the keyboard on accident. I apologize. It's 40 turnovers in 35 games, which is 1.14 per game. It's still too many, but it is not 49. I apologize, Justin, for giving you nine extra. Yeah. And then Abdallah reminded me I didn't pay off the tease, and that's mm. a radio no-no from two segments ago. I, I'm sorry, but I, I got sidetracked somehow talking about I sidetrack about you the, all the time. The cane and then the hawk stuff kind of side. I was very passionate about it. I was Insane feisty yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so Whipping them off? before they finally came out and uh, admitted their mistakes. What do you got to pay off? Uh, well, the, hold up. Wait. What's going to happen here? Now you are going to ignore your last no, tease. No, no. I'm just going to say this and then get to the last tease, Chris. Right. Already, but, but now, but wait, wait, but now you're ruining story, what we I, had I kind of. Like oh, so should more. I wait? Yeah. Should I mean, wait? Tease it again. I think you should okay. apologize yeah. for your last tease right. and okay. ignore that that last tease took place and okay. then give us the previous tease. I don't want to take us off track, but you mentioned turnovers. Uh, Justin Fields has 17 turnovers in the fourth quarter in his career, tied with Trevor Lawrence for the most in that span. Ooh, that's a good stat, Adam. Yeah. 17 in the fourth quarter? 17 in the fourth quarter, uh, tied with Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence also has 160 more snaps. At, well, least, played more, yeah. at least you can compare him to Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> about that? He's also second in fumbles behind Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence has played more games. Wait, so Chris, again, what should I do? Should I continue from the previous tease and redo the tease from two segments ago? I think I should, because Adam's right. We don't want to, like, bury that. Or should I just do that one now, and then we'll talk Bulls in the next segment? What I think we should, we should give the same effort the Bulls did and talk about them whenever we get to them. Okay, so I should go back yeah. to two teases ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. two teases yeah. ago. So I think Yurko will ago, be more... Um, football. Um, okay. I think right. Yurk's going to yeah. be involved in the, oh, I love the last... Tease uh, a little bit less than the two but teases ago. Maybe. I also think you're, I think there's some interesting talking points about a few of the things that have happened in NBA games because of this in-season tournament. We'll get to that. We'll do that in a little bit, okay? I promise. Let's finish up some football stuff then. Let's we still got it. some football calls. So. Let's do it. Okay. I tease this. And is he just being a tease? Uh, Caleb Williams is now saying that it's in terms of he entering the draft, it's a game-time decision, quote-unquote. I'm using the air quotes, Yurko. Game-time decision. Don't think that your presence here fools me. Why'd you put presence in quotations? Uh, he, that he's a game-time decision. And I, I said it in the meeting. Like, we don't do very like long, drawn-out meetings. We like to be extemporaneous. We That's want it right. to be on the air. We just usually, like, highlight a few things for a rough outline. Right. And I said in the meeting 
Oh, we should probably bring up the Williams stuff about the draft. And Black, like, Black was looking at his phone and didn't even look up. He just laughed. And he's like, hey, he, he's full of it. <laughs> That's what Chris said. And I'm like, yeah, he probably is just, he loves every little bit of attention he seems to be able to get. And now he's going to, like, play this out, what, through, Dece- he, he's not going to play in the bowl game, right, Chris? Is he? I wouldn't think so. I mean, most players who are choosing to go to the NFL, I, I don't see any worth in playing in the Holiday Bowl. Right. Yeah, because that's um, the playoffs. Because SC's not playing for anything worthwhile, and they're not going to be in the playoffs. So I wouldn't think so. So is he just going to try to like drop some hints just because over the next couple of months and like string everybody along? I Yeah, that's the way. I, when I saw the quote, I was like, of course he would say that. <laughs> Like, he loves the attention. So, and he's not going to be in a situation like, will he be invited to the Heisman ceremony? No. no. I don't think so. No. There's, there's at least four other quarterbacks who have better ah. credentials this season than he does. Yeah, don't we think? So he's not going to be in the conversation. Well, I take that back. Won't he be there because he's a previous Heisman winner? Don't they uh, invite so. all those that, guys that, like yeah, Tebow probably, and probably Baker right. and all the guys who can actually make it you're, to the event? You're probably right so about that. So he'll probably be there for that, but he's not going to be a finalist. Uh, so no. like, how else so. will he keep his name in the conversation until we get to the draft? It'll be releasing quotes from him and his dad saying, well, maybe he'll stay. Maybe he won't. He doesn't want to play for this team. He yeah, wants ownership, right, like all right. this nonsense. He doesn't and, want to play for the Bears. And can I say something, too, before we get a bunch of phone calls? Because people usually tend to call about this when we talk about Caleb Williams. Okay. They will say, hey, why would he come out when he's making NIL money? Right. Let's just do the math here. Uh, it's he's, not close. He's making an estimated, because there's no exact number. Okay. He's making an yeah. estimated $2.6 million of NIL money. Of NIL. Now, what, what's a signing bonus for a the uh, first, first, what the draft? The first number overall one pick? pick in the 2023 NFL draft is estimated to be around $41.2 yeah. million. Yeah. So let's just wow. kill that so narrative. That so many, let's just kill that narrative. It would be approxi- a signing bonus of approximately $26.9 million. Wow. It right, might so. be the... The worst take in sports. The yes. person who says someone yeah. will stay in school for NIL yeah, instead yeah. of coming out. Garbage. Yeah, that's not. Don't even call not me. Not when yeah. it's twelve times the difference, yeah, right? Don't yeah. pick up the phone. <laughs> He's not going to stay for the NIL money. Yeah, probably not. Not for two million. You're right. Like now, if you told me he was making ten schmil, though, man, man, maybe that's still uh, not twenty six. Last time I took a math class, Chris, they told me the t- or Chris twenty six. Twenty six is more than ten. Yeah, that's a well, lot. That's, that's the last thing they taught me, and then I dropped out. So yeah. Uh, you don't need to be uh, good at a calculus to figure that one out. That's true. Yeah, that's a huge disparity. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I buy that too much either. I wouldn't have bought it beforehand. And certainly hearing the numbers, I don't think I would have bought it. Uh, does he you know, really want to handpick where he's going to go or sort of force a team's hand? Uh, that, that, that's interesting. And maybe that's part of like, his process here going forward. I don't know. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. I don't know. I wouldn't totally cross him off. I would do your job if you're the Bears and anybody else. Go properly evaluate these quarterbacks. Do your best and figure and it get out. the right guy. You yeah. know, I, I wouldn't cross him off just because, but it hasn't been a good look for him this year. That's for sure, Yerk. I was driving out to Twin Peaks last night for the hockey watch party. I heard Black and Abdallah break the news about the new playoff rankings in college football. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Washington 3, Florida State 4. Then it's Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Bama, Missouri, Penn State to round out the top 10. I've been saying this for a few days now. I was texting the guys about it over the weekend. If if Oregon wins, if Texas wins, if Florida State wins, if Alabama wins, okay? Three of those four teams are favored. The only team that's not is Alabama. I got you. Okay? They're not favored against Georgia, obviously. Texas is favored. 
Oregon's favored by almost double digits against Washington, even though that's the Ducks' only loss, Yurko. And Florida State is favored to beat Louisville in the ACC championship game. If they all win, I, I think it's fascinating. Then Georgia would have a loss. Washington would have a loss. Yep. Oregon obviously would have its one loss, but would go undefeated since the loss. Texas would have its loss. Bama would have only one. Florida State would be undefeated. And to me, I'm sorry, Seminole fans, they're probably the ones who should be out. And I think it's fascinating to see how they pick the four. Because if that scenario plays out, like you could argue Texas would have the best win out of anybody. Texas winning by double digits in Tuscaloosa, York. Early in the season, oh, too. Granted, it was early in the season. You're right. 24. You're right. Yeah. But Texas went into Tuscaloosa with a great fourth quarter and won by double digits. Like two and a half months ago. Now, I'm just letting you does know. Does that matter? I don't think so. But I'm just saying two and a half months ago, that's when that happened. I think Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Oregon are the four best teams I've watched this year. My personal opinion. Doesn't matter. I'm not an expert. Doesn't mean much. Just that's that's my opinion. So Texas and, win against Alabama. But I think the Texas win might be the most impressive. And they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma. They lost to the Red River. They lost yeah. to Oklahoma. Yep. And they, what did Oklahoma do the rest of the year? Oklahoma lost what one more game? I think or lo- Oklahoma lost twice. Uh, they they pounded a then top twenty five Kansas team. Texas yeah. did. They beat them good. They beat uh, Kansas State when they were ranked in the top twenty five. So Oklahoma lost thirty eight thirty three and twenty seven twenty four. Subsequent two weeks in a row. Yes. Uh, they lost Kansas at Kansas and at Oklahoma. That State. was a great game. The two Kansas games game in was a row. Great. Kansas game was great. But Oklahoma's out. Two team two losses. They're yeah, gone. They're Nobody they're cares out. about they're you. Out. The the interesting one is Florida State. But without Jordan Travis, you know people are going to wonder: Do they even if they they go undefeated? How do you keep an undefeated team out though? I don't know. I just think it's going to be incredible uh, next Tuesday if that plays out. If Bama wins, if Texas wins, if Oregon wins. Look, if Washington wins, they take it doesn't matter. They take care of business. Oregon's out. It's one le- if Alabama loses, York, it's it's one less thing that this committee would have to worry about, right? Alabama's out. That's it. And, and Louisville yeah. lost last week to Kentucky. Yeah, right. Yeah, but Louisville's still in the ACC title game. They're playing Florida. Right. State. Yes, yeah. they're playing Florida State. But I'm saying they lost last week, so they're coming off. Uh, yeah, they got a bitter pill to swallow, if yeah. you will. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna be looking to get after Florida State. Some of it might might not matter. Let's see how this weekend goes. Again, if Washington wins, we're not talking about as. A complicated of a situation, right? If Alabama, if, if if Georgia beats Bama, we're not talking about as complicated of uh, complicated a situation. I don't see Oklahoma State beating Texas. If it does, that's it. Like it becomes a lot easier. But if all those teams win, I think it's going to be super interested, a uh, super interesting. Excuse me, and I'm super interested to watch this. The FSU game is outdoors too at Charlotte. At Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte, yeah. Mm-hmm. Game temperature they're calling for 45 degrees. Mm. Seminoles might that not might be used be to that. Little, yeah, that might be a little bit different for those guys to get used to. I mean, 45 doesn't blow you out of water. Right. But when you're not accustomed to 45, it might be somewhat uh, 45 is nice shocking. for us. Shocking, yes. I believe that the only outcome that I can guarantee this weekend is that Georgia beats Bama. You're guaranteeing that? Yeah, they're just not like... The way they struggled with Auburn, I know it's the Iron Bowl, you're on the road, it's a, it's a you know, 
rivalry game right, and yeah. stuff. But the way that Georgia has been able to just flip the switch somehow, and like Brock Bowers is healthy, he's yes, going to give that's huge. the middle of that defense just absolute fits. I, I feel like McConkey's finally healthier too, isn't he? Yeah, their isn't defensive the line is going to be able to get this. Their offensive line has been really bad this year. Yeah. Alabama has, yep. for by their standards, like I don't. I don't know why the line is this low. Like after they they almost lost to Auburn, I thought that the line the look ahead line was like four and a half, and it only went up to five and a half. I thought it would be over a touchdown. Hmm. Well, that's the Bama fan. He's he's telling you his honest opinion. No. That would be one less headache for the committee, Adam, because like then it would drop was, Alabama. When out. this was a month ago, and Georgia was kind of sleepwalking through the schedule before they played Ole Miss, I was like, all right, Alabama's got a chance. And then they played Ole Miss, and I was like, oh no, like, this is this is a different animal now. You've awakened yeah. the beast. Yeah, yeah, McConkey, man. I get. You know, I guess Kirby Smart did say McConkey still day to day. I thought he felt like he was getting a little healthier these last couple games, but I guess he tweaked that ankle in the Ole Miss game. Is that when it was? Was it or is it? Uh, what was our last game? I'm trying to think now. Maybe it was the Ole Miss game when he re-injured that ankle. It looked like he was finally getting healthy, and maybe it's not uh, as much the case for McConkey. If McConkey and Bowers both play and they are somewhat healthy, that does make a huge difference. Let's uh, go to Reggie and Bolingbrook. What's up, Reggie? Hey, man, how you guys doing today, man? I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Well, thanks for calling. You know, back. Uh, yeah, you know, it seems like to me, man, that the two best college quarterbacks are. Uh, that Michael Penix in Washington and Bo Nix in uh, Oregon. And I just don't understand why Caleb Williams is getting all this love, you know, because he, he doesn't seem to impress me, and that's just me speaking, you know. Yeah. Well, I but, uh, yeah. early love is never great love. Right. I don't think he's getting as much right. now, though, Reggie, as uh, the season's played uh, out. Early love is never great love. Yeah. You know, and then another thing I'd like to say, the two best teams that I've seen this season are um, Georgia and Washington. Mm. I think that Michigan is overrated, and I think it's going to be Georgia versus Washington in the national championship game. Okay. Well, let's see. Tell me what you think, man. I I think Washington's terrific. I heard Chris say it last night as well. He watches a lot of Pac-12. I think Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Oregon are the four best teams I've seen this year. I do. And you're hoping they all win. Well, they can't because Oregon and Washington play. Each other. I got you. Yeah. But Florida State's the undefeated. I think this is the best Michigan team they've had in a long time, Mirko. I so, think Michigan's really good, even uh, though they haven't right. played a, Oregon, a tough schedule. Oregon beats Washington. Florida State loses. That would make it a little easier for the committee. That makes it easier, and then you've got Washington, Oregon being your three and four. That could be. Yeah. I think that's the way that could happen. That could very well be the case. Yes. I don't think Washington can do anything unless they get blown out. Right. Forty-eight to nothing. Right. They get blown out forty-eight to nothing. They fall, and they're asked to the bye-bye. You might be right. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting. Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN one thousand. Can't wait to break down all these games tomorrow with Todd Furman. Every Thursday, uh, Todd joins us live in Vegas. The Michigan line came down a, a little bit here. It's, it was 23. It's now 21 and a half. It's crazy to see a 21 and a half point spread in a 35 and a half point total. Yeah, the, uh, that's wild. Yeah. The um, the Iowa defense is a tough defense. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, their best player is out, or one of their best players. Cooper DeGene is out, but it's very uh, good. Unfortunately, the best Iowa's probably going to be able to do is to muster up three points. I Adam, the Michigan defense also. Abdallah just told me that the first half I'm looking team at it right total now. for Iowa is a half point. How can that be? Team totals, listed half, Iowa team total points. 
over half a point. How can that be? They don't expect them to score in the first half. I've never seen anything like that, but their team total for the game I thought was like 11. You're right. Their team total for the game is, yeah. Their never, team total, I, I, I don't yeah, understand half that. A point. I, I'm looking at it right now. Half a point. Their team total for the second half is two and a half points. How can that be? That doesn't. I'm, I'm just telling you what it says. I'm, the man is telling getting, you that yeah. they're going to get one field goal. Yeah. But how could the team total for the game be 11? But in the second half, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm well, missing something. It doesn't something. make sense. Usually you'd think it'd be five or five and a half or well, that's something. That's what like I would that. guess. I don't know. That one, that's a new one to me. I don't, I'm not sure we can ask for him. You know, whether the that's second wild. I don't think I've ever seen score. anything like that. If you a team total, uh, that's I've a never, half a I've point. never seen it, Carm. You know, I think it's nine straight unders for Iowa. And their games nine go straight off unders. At 28, and they're, it's like nine straight unders. What? It closed, I think, 24 and a half York, on Friday. Ridiculous. 24 and a half or 25. And it went under. It went under. Mm-hmm. It's 23. It was, it's crazy. It was kind of a sweat, though. At the end. Well, a little bit, right? It was kind I still of a sweat can't at the end. I had Nebraska. I, I can't believe Nebraska choked. After Iowa gave him the ball back in the last minute, I can't believe Nebraska threw that pick. It's unbelievable. Ugh, unbelievable. Uh, bowl eligibility on the line, York, you know, for their sixth win. Terrible. Philly Sid's on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sid? Philly. Gentlemen, long-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Philly. <laughs> Hey, guys. Um, so a couple quick questions for you. First comment on Harbaugh. No way I give him full autonomy to be the GM and the coach. He can have input. He should have input. He's running his system. you got to make sure the GM is drafting guys that are going to work for his system or he's going after free agents that work in the system. So, yeah, he's got to have input, but he can't be the final say guy. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, – I had a question for Yurko. Actually, i got two questions for Yurko. All right. The scouting department for an NFL team, how does that work? Do they basically scout, throw guys out and say, you have this region and you have this region? Or do they say, you're great at identifying linebackers and linemen. Mm. That's what we want you to scout all over the country. Nope, regional first. Regional. That's what regional it is. Regional first. They got it broken. Okay. So there's two. There's pro personnel and there's college personnel, scouting departments. So your okay. college guys, depending upon how big of a program you have, could be as little as five guys, could be as many as ten. And they each cover a region? They each cover a region of the country, yes. And, you know, okay. so one might just cover the SEC. Right, right. One might just cover, right. depending on how many guys they have. Okay. Last question. Kelsey came out and made a comment today about it, and I actually commented on it when it happened live in the game. The first oh, yeah. quarter of the Bills-Eagles game the other day, uh, when the Eagles were getting ready to do their first, first tush push, uh, Phillips, the D lineman for the Bills just came across and just blew up Jurgens. Um, encroachment called, you know, they didn't need to run the play, whatever. But at the time when I was watching the play, I'm like, wait a minute, that was more than just a normal encroachment. He came in with, I'm just going to blow the guy up in front of me. And yeah. it made me think, do you think that teams are going to basically start looking at the situation and saying, hey, the Eagles are going to do the tush push. It's fourth and a half a yard, and they're on their own 20. You know what? They're going to get it anyway, so I'm just going to take a shot at a guy on the yeah. other side of the line and get the 15 and be over with and say, hey, you want to do that again? It's this it. is what you're going to get. Yes. Yes. That's Philly, the way to stop it. Philly, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. It, it, it is it 100%. is interesting. I would take a shot on him every time. And Kelsey was hot about it. Yeah, like, who cares if I I'm know. the defensive line? I know. Go be hot about it. You're going to retire anyway at the end of the year. I'm, Go away. Sid, uh, Sid thanks as always, buddy. If I'm the opposing team's player, go away. York, I'm almost surprised it took this long right. for someone to do it. That's exactly the way you get it done. 
Boy, do they, do they have that thing down they pat, They got it down they? pat. They do. Holy it's, it's sweet fantastic. Jesus. You're... Here's the other thing. When you got the regional scouts and some guys are in the southeast, remember you always had a guy with the Chicago Bears who had a lot of input. Mm-hmm. And it was always like from the southeast or something like that. And for one reason, his opinion sounded better. You would cross, like if you'd, you'd, you'd whittle it down to a handful, like say 20 guys that you're considering on your draft board, you know, that you think you're going to be able to see them, you would then cross a little bit and have cross opinions on those guys. So you'd say, hey, I want you to go look at these three players specifically. Here's all the tape, but then we want you to look at them live. Then, you know, they also have the college bowl games and everything mm-hmm. to kind of give them a little bit of an advantage there, uh, the all-star games. So you'd cross them, right, a little bit. So you take a guy, and there are guys that are better at linemen. There are guys that are better at defensive linemen. There's guys that are better at, at looking at, uh, at defensive backs. Some guys just have a natural feel in the niche for what makes a certain position more successful than the other. Mm-hmm. He can share it, but most of the time the scout sees it. Mm-hmm. Try to put it into words, but you know some guys just see it. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Tim's on the south side on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tim. Hey, Carm, the best handicapper in the world is you. And Yurko's the best football guy in the world in Chicago. How the hell is Oregon giving nine and a half points to Washington? I, it's a big number. I don't know. Uh, there are two numbers that surprised me yeah, this that's week. One that's one of them. And the Philly uh, San Francisco line has made me scratch my head. And I don't. Well, I, I'm just talking about Friday night. I, know. I, I mean, no, Washington I know. could be. Washington could beat Oregon. I mean, you could you could take them on the money line. Uh, you could, yeah, Tim. I. We'll ask Furman. Those two lines surprised me this week. I agree with Tim. That line surprised me, and San Fran laying three in Philly. I don't know. It's just it. It's kind of. I, I would not have thought that. I. I just and two things to circle for Furman. I think Oregon's going to win this in weekend. Vegas too. I think Oregon wins this weekend, York. Yeah. I'm not laying nine and a half. I don't think they win by that margin. Something tells me we could have another classic between Oregon and Washington where this thing comes right down to the final gun like it did last time. Now, I think Penix and Washington, look, I was on one of my best plays last week was Washington State in the Apple Cup. They were getting two touchdowns. Washington hasn't covered by margin in some time. They keep winning, but that was one of my best bets in Washington State covered. It took a, that was a great finish in the Apple Cup uh, last week. Nine seems rich. Nine and a half seems rich. Don't disagree. And I'm not sure that I feel comfortable uh, the Ducks covering that margin. Well, it's, they blew out Oregon State in the yeah. Civil War. We'll ask Furman about What's it What's interesting to me in the pack nothing because they won't be here for long. This is it. That's what I call them, the pack nothing. It's interesting in the pack nothing how quickly they embrace Las Vegas and we'll have the championship game in Las Vegas. They have for a couple of years. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So everybody had a problem with Vegas forever. All of a sudden, everybody's come to embrace it. Of course. You're- Even the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. Even Major League Baseball. Yeah. No, 100%. Welcome to Vegas. Yes. Uh, NBA Love at it. some point, right? I sure. mean, don't we think? It's NBA, only a matter of time. NBA team? See, uh, Cubans selling a majority share of the Mavericks, I think, to a family that's got yes. big gambling interests. Isn't I'm that right? I'm surprised. He's retaining, I think, final say in yeah. terms of roster. I, I think in terms of basketball ops. If, did I read that right? But he's selling a majority stake. Just a matter yeah, he's of still going to run the team. Yeah. Right. He's going to run the team, right, Chris? But he's no longer going to be the majority owner. I believe uh, what I was reading out of Dallas is that uh, there's hopes that this group will come in and build a new stadium uh. and then make... It's the same group that owns the Venetian in Vegas. Right. And I guess the the big 
idea is that they're going to try and get legal gambling in Texas, uh, and they want to build a compound with a Venetian-like hotel in got Dallas it. Got it. with a new stadium attached to it, makes and that's sense. what this is all about. It makes very uh, There's a lot of lobbying sense. money yeah. going on and, and behind-the-scenes things with this situation this from what I was reading. This all makes sense. Yeah, but they played that Pac-12 game there now, York for a couple of years, I feel like, in Vegas. Yeah. This is it for the Pac-12. They're going out with a bang. I'll give them that. It's Te- been a fun year out there, York. Texas not usually a big, a big fan of compounds. Here we go. 312-332-3776. They burned it to the no, ground no, last no, time. Okay, York. Thank you very much. I mean, <laughs> uh, I teased it 30 minutes ago. We beat around we'll the bring bush. bring it back. Let's bring it back. All right. All right. Let's talk a little bit about what happened last night. For the Bulls, uh, not so much that they got their brains beating again. I mean, my God, this team is listless right now. But Joe Mazzula talked afterwards about some of the, I don't want to say shenanigans, but like, like players and coaches are starting to realize that you could find yourself in some unfavorable situations with the way they've structured this in-season tournament. We'll talk about that coming up next. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. All right, so is this NBA in season tournament thing working? I mean, it seemed to generate a fair amount of buzz, especially last night. With teams kind of jockeying for position, it also creates a little controversy. Look, the Bulls are a disaster if right if, now. Right, if you're a believer, any buzz is good buzz, then it is giving you some buzz. But it's buzz about nothing, really. Hmm. So the Bulls, first and foremost, are a disaster. Yeah. They're getting their I, There's really nothing nightly. appealing or interesting. Nothing. Uh, there's not, at least with the Hawks, like, you're go joked. Okay, they're going to win, you know, they'll, they'll win 20. Whatever they're going to win. They're going to have 80 points. Well, who's going to win more is what yeah, I ask. I know, but I'm just like, the Hawks aren't very good. But at least there's Bedard. At least there's kind of a reason to put it on, right? Yes. Um, even Korchinski and Alex Vla- uh, Alex, Vla- uh, Alex Vlasic. Like, you, you, at least you could say, like, there's some young guys that I'm, I'm very curious about. Like, I want to watch them. Is this the next generation for them? Will they be great someday? There's not one player on the Bulls that you can identify as, like, interesting. They're 5-14, and 14, Yerk. I mean, they're on pace for 21 wins. It's really bad. Twice now in the last week they've been caught up in, like, these situations where they're getting blown out in these play-in games. Teams are looking to add margin because scoring differential matters. And the Bulls haven't been happy about it. Like, DeMar DeRozan was mad at the Raptors and got thrown out of that game last week, right? Last night... And I'll be honest, like, we're smack dab in the middle of football season. It's really all I think about. Like, right. I love gambling on the NFL and on college, and in, I in love watching football. Night. No, no, right. the, Bull, the Bulls were yeah, in uh, Boston. Boston, that's right. Okay, so That's like, right, Boston Green. I saw Green yeah. Floor, made the assumption. What my really dominates my attention and my time, both for pleasure and for work this time of year, Yerk, is football. Okay? Right. So I wasn't necessarily aware of like the different outcomes that the or, or the things that were on the line right. for Boston. I knew the Bulls were eliminated. And so I'm watching the game at the bar. Me and Danny Lynch, Chauncey was there. A bunch of listeners were at Twin Peaks. We're watching the Hawks. The Bulls were on. 
And I look up at the TV, Yerk, and it's a 30-point game. There's five minutes to go, and Jalen Brown's in the game, and Jason Tatum's in the game. Yeah. And I texted Sylvie and our buddy Jeff Brusso. You know, we're kind of like on this Bulls chain together. Right. And I'm like, because Sylvia texted us something earlier in the night that um, Bill Simmons tweeted. Here, let me find it for you real yeah, quick. The Bulls, by the way, are flourishing in this tournament. Oh, they didn't and win a game, you're... Oh, and four. Hold on, where's... Here. So, so Sylvie texted Brousseau and me um, like 20 minutes into that game last night. He, quote, he tweeted something that Bill Simmons uh, tweeted. He texted us something Bill Simmons tweeted. And Simmons... Uh, while I was watching the game, obviously, a Celtics game, and he tweeted, the Bulls look absolutely miserable. It's hilarious. Each guy's uniform should have a trade machine QR code patch. I thought that was funny. That's a pretty good line by Simmons. And so I texted the guys back, and I go, why are Tatum and Brown in it? I said, does it have to do with in-season tourney? Do they need point differential? And then a few jokes were made about DeMar DeRozan. Um, and then, but yeah, that was ultimately it. Because, and the other thing that was happening, I don't know if you're aware of this, they were hack-a-shacking Andre Drummond. Did you see that? So it's like a 30-point game. Yes. Andre Drummond's in the game and they're following him. They're following him to send him to the line. To send him to the line. And Billy Donovan at one point went to midcourt and he's looking well, at Joe Missoula like, yeah. dude. Like you joked, he just wants to get the hell out of there. His team stinks right now. So is the qualifying for the in-season tournament done? It's done. So the Boston advanced. So they had, so they had 6.8 points was the difference, you know, in their plus, in their, in their point, margin, differential. Their point yeah. differential. For the other guys, it was 5.5. So they needed that last night. Yeah, it's basically what you're saying. It. Yes. To solidify it. Yes. So they advanced. They're playing at the Pacers next week. The other teams in the Eastern Conference are Knicks at Bucks. Okay, so Billy Donovan was mad. This is Joe Mazzulla talking about it afterwards, hacking Drummond. What was the conversation you were having with Billy Donovan there at the half? It was uh, just a mis- it wasn't necessarily a miscommunication, but we had a guy on our staff sitting near the bench giving. Once I told him, "Don't talk to me until we're until at the point where it's necessary." And so once it got to thirty at the start of the fourth, we started communicating on what the Brooklyn game was going and what the deficit was. And so when I started to hack a Drummond, Billy thought we had to win by twenty-two, but he didn't know the ramifications of what was going on in the Brooklyn. Toronto game, and so I just had to explain to him, this is what my this is what our people are telling us. This is what we have to do. This is the process towards protecting our lead. It gives us the best chance to win in advance. And so credit to him for understanding that. So I would ask you guys this: like, is this what the NBA wanted? Like Yurko said, hey, buzz is buzz, and is this what the NBA envisioned? Where these teams are actually trying? I mean. Now, I now, think it might be a little trying to destroy teams. Well, yeah, but intentionally. And, but, and I also and is think that it's a, the buzz you want. I don't know, York. It's a good question. And what happens? I'll be the I'll be the the Debbie Downer for a second. Like, can you imagine if Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown did get hurt in a thirty point game? Like, I like it that guys are playing. Like we've talked about this amongst the four of us. Like Blex always talked about it. Like we we've all sort of agreed. Guys need to play more. But I'll tell you what. When you're up 30, like Michael Jordan, what, played 39 minutes a game for his career probably? Yep. On a night where the Bulls were up 30, you can better believe that number was going to be 32. Yeah. I mean, like, that's where Phil would say, hey, I can steal some minutes here now. Yeah. Like, 
Michael, and, do you have your 30 points? Yes. Right, right. right like, Mike, you got your 30, and your 30 points in your 30 minutes? Like, now I'm going to rest you a little. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Guys should be playing 70, 75 games a year. But if your coach can steal you minutes in a blowout one way or another, like, I feel, I feel pretty stupid. But obviously, this tournament means something. You could just end it there. I'd feel pretty stupid. So is it getting the desired effect, guys? Like, it's meaning something to the point where Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are in the game to the end? Uh, no, uh, I, I, I just say no. Cause like, I don't, you guys are talking about buzz. I don't think there is any, I think the buzz is that the bulls were not prepared for the tournament and they didn't understand the rules. So like, I don't know how much of an actual buzz there was for people who are actively like cheering on group play. Now I know the final night of group play added the point differential aspect to right. it. Yeah. And yeah, if you're a Boston fan, you're keeping your eyes on on how many points you have to outscore the other teams that get into the tournament. I don't really think there's much buzz. I, I think the the league may missed big time with um spreading out the group play throughout the entire month of November. If we spent two weeks of the Bulls playing to get into the tournament and every game for the last two weeks Mattered. or group play, I think that would create more attention, more buzz. But like peppering it in on Tuesdays and Fridays throughout the month of November makes it all very confusing. Yeah. In mm-hmm. fact, this segment started with Yurko saying the Bulls were playing the Bucks last night because the court, the green court is green yeah, and it. it looks as if it was Milwaukee's home was court. Milwaukee's court. I thought the same thing, even though I knew That's that the funny. Bulls were playing the Celtics last night. That's like, funny. it all looks stupid. Yurko saw Drew Holiday, and he saw the green, and he thought, damn, they're playing the Bucks." So I don't, he I don't know Drew how, like, was on the Celtics. Like, the only buzz that we take away from this is that, clearly, the Bulls, as a franchise, <sighs> in two separate occasions... Did not understand the in-season tournament, which is an indictment on the head coaching staff. It's an indictment on the players and the organization. You won no games in the tournament. None. The only thing us Bulls fans could maybe hope for this season is a stupid run in November for the in-season tournament. You couldn't even win one game, and you don't even know the rules. That's the buzz. I don't know mm. if, if nationwide people really care about the in-season tournament. I don't okay, think it really matters. interesting. I wonder. Uh, I mean, last I, night I was watching the, the game last night with uh, Golden State. I was watching it too. And the Kings, the, yeah. and, and Golden State had an opportunity. They had yeah. to win by 12. But in the fourth quarter, by the time the Kings stayed in it, it was like very obvious yeah. that Golden State wasn't going to be able to build the lead over 12 points. So, like, right. I don't know. And it then they ended up losing. And the Kings, the Kings are... Right. Uh, like, yeah. I don't, I don't really... I King. think for... Specific fan bases like New Orleans, who isn't expected to win a title this year, mm. they're in the tournament. Like that's kind of cool. The Knicks, kind of cool. But like, do F- Phoenix fans or Laker fans or or Bucks fans or Bucks fans yeah. or Seventy Sixers fans do they really care Good that they're question. or the the Celtics do they care that no. they're advancing or not advancing in this tournament? They've I don't got, think so. They've got higher hopes. I, I just I mean, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but. I think it, it obviously meant enough to the Celtics to say, well, let's press on. Well, yeah, yeah, you got to try. Like, I, I, I think that's what I would respond with. That just shows how pathetic the Bulls are as an organization is that they didn't know the rules in multiple games about this tournament. And DeMar's yelling at guys That's in my Toronto. point. DeMar yeah. had a problem with it in the Toronto game, and now Billy Donovan not understanding what was going on well in the game last night. They well weren't prepared. prepared. Man, well, they're a disaster right now, you guys. AK met the media, I guess, briefly, but I saw I read some quotes from AK about this. Five and fourteen. They're five and fourteen. Five and fourteen. They've lost five in a row. I mean, they, you know, they blew a they had a huge lead the other night. They couldn't win that game against Brooklyn. 
They were not really in it at all last night. They were down double digits again by the start of the second quarter. At one point, it was a 30-point game in the fourth well, quarter. I mean, we got the All-Star game to look forward to. Oh, thanks. Well, there'll be zero representation there. You know, trades will start happening in about the next three weeks, right? Because that's when players that signed last offseason are eligible to be traded. And, if you know, that's usually when that window starts to open. And we'll see if there are some takers for Zach. I think there's going to be a taker for Caruso, York. Oh, yeah. I, I think b- there I will absolutely that. be takers for DeRozan and Caruso. I believe that, yes. I would think, Zach. But, man, it's a bad look right now. He looks disinterested. And that Simmons tweet is pretty funny, you know. He might have summed it up quite perfectly. They they just they don't they look disinterested right now. Bad look. We'll grab some phone calls before we're out of here, and then we'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvia too. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, don't forget to hang with us tonight. Few whiskey release party at Benny's. A week from tonight, Yurko, what next Wednesday. What do we have? December 6th. It's me and Waddle together with Edrington. We're going to drink a couple of bourbons and for the first time at Whiskey You, a Scotch whiskey, a yeah. Highland Park single nice. malt. The toffees, Everton. That's yes. why Waddle's going to be there. I will tell you, uh, we're going to be at the Elm in downtown LaGrange. It's a beautiful place. We did a couple of whiskey use there last year. I go there quite often. It's not far from where I live. I know Dan Spain, the not owner. Surprised. It's a great place. The food's yeah. great. It's a, it's a great bar, restaurant. I stopped out by a place by you the other day, Kenny's Irish. Oh, Bob. I love Kenny's. We won't mention them. Stay with Elm. Love go. Kenny's. Well, they're, they don't, they're not really competing for this. I, I got you, but they're let's two go very different places. It doesn't matter. The Elm's awesome. They Elm. got a lot of space, but we are telling people... Uh, that, you know, these are always free events. You don't need a ticket. And that's still the case. Uh, we do believe we will at some point, because Waddle's showing up, we're going to be at capacity. And so I would say if you're planning on going. That's right. You know, make your plans. Try to get there a little early. Um, doors are going to, well, doors will be open because the bar will be open. But, like, we're going to start the, the the presentation around 6.30, 6.45, like we always do. Yeah. But make sure you're there. Good at, times, Because Carm. we do expect to breach capacity. We were pretty much at capacity last year without Waddle being there. What do we got? What kind of finger foods are we uh, going to oh, enjoy? last year, he, Dan had tons of great together? stuff. He what had little sliders. Together? I don't remember everything. Love the sliders. But the food's kid. great there. How about and some fried mushrooms? Any of that? I don't, I don't recall. No fried know. mushrooms? I, I don't know. Why. Huh, some cheese sticks, maybe some cheese curds. Maybe. What I do don't we know. have? The f- it's, it's upscale bar food. they got upscale all kinds of stuff. Bar it's food. fabulous. Like they've got that. pasta dishes. They've got burgers. Oh. They've got salads. They've got mac and cheese. Uh, yeah, I think they have mac and cheese. With yeah. some, some lobster bits. Oh, man. Them are the kind of bits I like, Carm. Lobster bits. Oh, those are the ones. I know you're a fan of other bits, but the lobster bits for the good kid. Eight bit Christmas, man. Love that yeah, one. Great, great movie. movie. Good movie. Good transition. Local movie. It. Yeah. Local director. Local guy. Local guy. Local movie. He sent us an autograph. It's poster, hanging, remember? It's hanging in the the guy who directed it. It's hanging. Glad that one didn't get torn down. He like. actually knows who we are. Ah, well, that's a good thing. Maybe I'll put you in a movie. So you got any projects on the horizon? I, Something you can slip a little Carmen and Yurko into the film? You know Carmen's what, a dead ringer for, I'm telling you, dead ringer for Freddie Mercury. If we're doing another Queen movie, boom. I can't play you Freddie Mercury. Sing. I can't sing. You can sing. Yeah, you, you look like it, Carm. No. Sing a new song. 
You look it, like you're pretending to be Rami Malek, pretending to be Freddie Mercury. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let me correct something. <laughs> Thank you. Your that, diet, Rami. Hey, Rami. Gio says I look like Dylan Cease. He's like, man, you look like Dylan Cease with that mustache. You can pull off a lot uh, of characters. There's a comedian you look like. I uh, wish I had Dylan Cease's curveball. Someone mentioned it in the Twitch a, chat when you showed up with it on Monday. Yeah. It's, uh, what's his name? Is it Andrew? Schultz, is that his name? I don't know. He's a comedian. You're, I mean, let, you let me, let me correct like something him. real quick. I got a more rugged Ryan Reynolds. The writer is a Chicago guy. Way rugged. Okay, the writer based it off of his life. That's why it's set in Chicago. Right. His name's Kevin Jakubowski. Sure. Uh, Michael Douse looks like is the director. He's Canadian. He's definitely not a Chicagoan. Kevin Jakubowski wrote it, and he heard us talking about it and how much we liked it a couple years ago. Yes. And he sent us the, the poster, the uh, the movie poster, and he signed it for us, which was nice. It really was a, a fantastic, fun Christmas movie. And all this stuff in Chicago made it even better. Even better. And you got to remember, this movie, like, takes place in the, you know, Christmas 1989, I think. Yep. And the main star is 13. Guess what? I was 13 Christmas it, it of 1989. Home. It hits home. It hit home like you couldn't yeah. believe. It hit home. Poor Lou is like trying, we, to, we all, trying to pay off some mafioso getting the uh, that the one from call. Your father that. was trying to. That's what it was. There's a guy selling the stuff out of the back of a pickup truck. I don't know. Out of the trunk of his know, car. That's a little offensive. Again, with you being offended all the time. How am I not supposed to be? You're, You're not offended? like my Italian father paying off a mafioso he knows to get a to get an Xbox. Sometimes that's Did the way it, not it happens. Happen, Carm? Not is that Xbox, not how I it wish. happened? A Nintendo? No, that's not how that's it happened. Exactly how it happened. The only difference was between the movie and what Carmen grew up with is that Carmen would go to the back of yeah. a pork store to get his Christmas presents. See, again, that's another one. Yes. Of, uh, I did go to the back of an Italian Dang. deli a lot, I'm not but it's still, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uncle Anthony, DeAndrean's son, uh, yeah. Right there on Cermak Road in Cermak oh, Plaza. Uncle Anthony produced the uh, he produced the Nintendo. Uncle Alfredo. Yeah. You guys are terrible. But it was a uh, for if you grew up in Chicago in the eighties, I'm telling you, it'll hit close to home. And it was like, it was crazy to see uh, this the, the the conversations and that the, how much we all wanted a Nintendo and how cool we thought it was and. We needed to have the little special gun for Duck Gotta Hunt and gun, all of yeah. it. And then the, the stupid power Carm, Carm, uh, glove. You saw the movie, didn't you? Which one? Karen, why don't you go walk on down and get yourself a dress? Go, go yeah, get just some a little dresses. bit more. No, 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 no. no, 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 no a little no, bit more. To the right. Just a little To the right. We all saw the movie, right? No, no. Carm, we all saw the movie. You were the little kid. You said, go on down. Go on down. Go to the right. He goes, ask for Uncle Anthony. He's going to be in there with a Nintendo for ask for Uncle Anthony. I think he did. I think I saw it. Sales in Peoria on ESPN 1000. The nerve of you guys. What's up, Sal? Hey, boys, I want to say, first thing is, before I get to my Bears, if you'll allow me, the, the interesting things about our Bulls are, one, is Caruso with that headband from the neck up. He looks like a dumb-dumb sucker, the ones that the, the bank tellers give your kids. Secondly, Billy Donovan looks like he's waiting for uh, Rick Pitino to uh, come bite him so they can jump out of a casket at night and go hunt. I mean, he's this guy, he's aging something fierce. Boy, Sal, you brought it today, Sal. <laughs> you, you know what, though? I've had enough. I've had enough. So, our Bulls. Our, our, I'm the sorry, Bears. our Bears, which also suck. Uh, I, I have confidence in Ryan Poles just because I, I don't know why. i got to have confidence. I Now, my this is just my own opinion. I think that old Eber loser, I don't even think oh he, they plug his radio in while he's on the sidelines. I think that they, they intentionally don't give him the, the hook. I think they just send it on his belt to give him a headset. Hey, guys, just wandering around. So he, he looks cool. Talking to himself. Yeah, he, 
He's just yammering around on the sidelines. Nobody gives a crap what this guy's saying. And then you got the ginger OC. You know, he just covers his mouth, and he's probably got a crayon or something to, you know, just dump off, dump off. It, it just what's going on with Chicago? And we got and we got Cater signing with the the damn red. I know that one. I know. Yeah, Sal, boy, Sal came with the vitriol today. Holy cow! Yeah, he's bringing the All heat. Right. Thanks, Sal. That's the pre-Christmas anger that you've got to let out. Yeah, that way, now, now the holidays come upon us. It feels a little bit better. Absolutely, Eric. yeah. Absolutely. But you got to get out of the system. Oh my goodness. All right, uh, we'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, Two minutes, we'll be back. I've got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. I would like to do it with you. Yeah, uh, that's the, the trip, one, the golf yeah, trip. Yeah, the Sorry. golf trip. That yeah. sounded weird. Yeah, the golf trip. What'd you say? <laughs> You'd like to do what with me?